Hey girl, this is Kay Marie, and I am pleased to introduce to you Essential Conversations with Kay Marie. I am joined by my beautiful and brilliant sisters, Natasha Toddy Weston and Casey Ariel. Essential Conversations is a podcast where we talk about all things essential for the Black woman. Sometimes conversations can get deep. It's painful, but I know I'm not willing to hang up who I am. Other times, we keep it light and fun for when we just need a good laugh. Yes, guys! Come on! We talk about motherhood, love, CEO moves, and celebrating all the essence and glory of Black women. So pull up, sis, join our girl chat, and get ready to leave on a natural high. This is an excerpt from Colors by Tank and the Bangas. Doesn't winter turn to spring? Don't you see colors changing things? You say I say too much. Ooh, you say my leaves ain't green enough Ooh, you say you can't take that i've changed Ooh, weren't you supposed to do the same that's by tank and the bangers she's a, a woman out of new orleans she got a band she's super 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 fire she is a vibe i like her a lot mm-hmm well, that was perfect for the vibe of the day. First of all, we got Toddy back today. Yay! Hey, girls. Hey, girls. I missed y'all. We miss you. Miss Tell us about the birthday party. How did it go? It went well. It wasn't so much of a birthday party. You know, Tyler's eight now, so all he cares about is video games, bars, and driving me absolutely crazy. So what I did, <laughs> I um, invited a couple of his friends, a few of his friends, and um, they did like a jumping play date at a trampoline park. And then afterwards, we just came back to my house and did cupcakes and ice cream. And that was it. So it wasn't as exhausting as I thought it was going to be. But I think um, he definitely enjoyed his day. And he got to see all of his favorite people. My sister was in town. His dad came, of course. My mom. Um, and yeah, all his friends. Aww. Even like a couple that he hasn't seen it really since COVID. So um, oh, he wow. had a good time. I'm just glad it's over because y'all, my mom's birthday and Tyler's birthday back to back is it was literally killing me. So oh, I'm glad it's over. Mm. But I missed y'all. I'm glad I can't to be imagine. back. We miss you too, mama. We miss you too. We certainly did. I'm glad it was uh, simple yet fun because I was hoping you was just not going to be running around town, pulling your hair out, driving yourself crazy, trying to make everything. No, (laughs) ma'am. Girl, I learned my lesson. But honestly, at that age, right, right. Honestly, at that age, they, they don't care. As long as they having some fun, they don't really care. Yeah, they're easier to please the older they get. I think his first three birthdays, I literally went all out, like, theme parties and, like, stuff that he's mm-hmm. never probably going to remember beyond a picture. So I think now I'm just, like, he prefer gifts or games over 
extravagant parties and I'm here for that. Oh, that's right. I got to tell myself that when Amani's um, first birthday comes around, like, Kristen, don't do it. No, now, the don't. first birthday, you got to do it big, honey. You got to do it big. I first, first birthday. Yeah, I can't. You give yeah. me permission. Like, I went okay. all out and Tyler didn't even want to be bothered. But it was for me. Okay? <laughs> so, yeah, first birthday, go all out. Yeah, I feel like the first birthday is really for the parents. Like, this my first born. This day first birthday, like we gotta do it big, and then you know <laughs> we can do it simple after that. <laughs> That's what you say. See, right? We'll see. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, for this <laughs> for this episode, we are actually going to talk more about healing family trauma, right? And so this is going to be a part two. However. The last episode was about how it ends here with us, with this generation. And Casey and I talked about, you know, what we dealt with growing up and how um, the trauma has kind of transpired into our adult years and how we are working into healing that inner child so that, you know, the next generation after us, they don't have to carry that load. Right. Um, And so today I want to talk to you all about new beginnings. Right. And how we are breaking those generational cycles of, you know, the things that we've seen growing up, the things that we've learned, what are we doing to unlearn some of those toxic behaviors, right? Or um, some of those just, some some of those traumas that that the black family has normalized. You know what I mean? Like, it's time that <laughs> we say, hey, no, this isn't normal. Or this isn't right. We should not normalize this. What am I going to do to break this cycle for my family and for my legacy that I'm building? So I want to kind of talk about that. Tati, if you wanted to share any thoughts about um, last episodes of maybe your input of how you are kind of healing um, or dealing with some of your inner child work or trauma that you're still, you know, healing from and in any way, because your, your kid is not eight. I was telling um, Casey, I was like, you know, now that Amani's here, I'm really trying to do this inner child work so that she never has to, you know, um, feel the pain or feel the trauma that I experienced from secondary trauma, right? Have you noticed anything with Tyler, like when you haven't truly healed from something that happened to you as a kid or, you know what I mean? And, and like, does he feel it in, in any kind of way? Or have y'all had conversations at all about it? No, we haven't had any conversations yet because I don't feel like he's really going to understand just yet the dynamics of family and trauma. However, I am very cautious as far as like when we are around family. But let me rewind. Tyler only knows my mom's side of the family. He does not know anyone on my dad's side of the family. So my dad's mom has passed away. I never met my dad's biological father. And his stepfather passed away many, many years ago. But even when they were both living, I never had a relationship with them. And when I was listening back to um, y'all's conversation, and you spoke about your grandmother, how you always felt kind of left out and she would always rally around the others and not Mm -hmm. you. I experienced Mm -hmm. the same thing. Mm. Um, My mom has always been very uh, protective of us. Meaning like we couldn't spend the night out. We couldn't (laughs) 
hell, we could barely hang with the kids in the neighborhood. Same. Um, Just always very sheltered growing up. And, you know, once you reach a certain age, you wonder, like, well, why all my other cousins get to spend the night? Or why why all my other cousins get to go to my other grandma's house? Why don't she ever invite us over? It was always those thoughts. And come to find out when I was an adult, thank the Lord my mom protected us from spending the night. Because long story short, some unfortunate things had happened over the years. And obviously, I don't want to say too much, but a lot of unfortunate things happened over the years in that environment that would have ruined me and my sister had she allowed us to spend the night. So in hindsight of things, it was a my mom didn't know why she was protecting us or what she was protecting us from. But she knew that she had to protect us. And like I said, it wasn't until we became adults that we learned that it was for good reason. And so with that said, just that one thing. Now, Tyler can't spend the night. He can't spend the night nowhere. And if he want to have friends or see friends, we do play dates in public. We do, you know, his friends and their parents can come over here. We can go over there, but there's not going to be any spending of the night. I'm very just cautious. And even when we're around my mom's side of the family, I remember growing up then too, just always kind of feeling like the outcast. Like, again, my mom never really let us do a lot of things. We can't watch certain things on TV. And seeing all my cousins and everybody else seeming like they had more in common than I had with them. And just kind of feeling like an outcast. And I kind of notice sometimes, even when Tyler's around his cousins now, I feel the same energy from him with them. Because they live totally different from us. They um, they have just totally different personalities. And I try to remind him constantly, it's okay to be different. It's okay that just because they're your family, you don't have to do all the things that they do. You don't have to have the same conversations that they have. So, no, we haven't had, like, direct conversations, but I am very, like, always watching and making sure that I am instilling in him, Mm -hmm. like, you do not have to conform. Just because it's family does not mean it's right. Just because it's family does not mean that you have to go against who you genuinely are at the core, even though you're still growing and figuring it out. So, um, I love that episode. Like, I was sitting over here like, wow. The whole grandmother thing and how that I could personally relate to because I'm telling y'all, growing up, we had no relationship, like, at all with my dad's mom. And um, to kind of wrap up my thoughts on this subject, it's funny that we're talking about family and breaking those curses because this past week, Um, I got a text from my brother. So I don't know if you guys know, but I have two siblings. I'm the middle. My sister's two years younger than I am, and my brother is 11, 12 years older than me. My my sister and me have the same mom and dad, and my brother has a different dad, same mom. My brother and I don't have a relationship, and we have never had one. And I was just sharing with my sister last night because he reached out to the three of us, me, my sister, and my mom, and he said he knows there's been a disconnect and he knows there's a lot of things that haven't been said over the years and he wants to pretty much meet and discuss those things. And to be honest with y'all, I'm only doing it because I'm a team player. But I was talking to my therapist about it this week and I was like, is it sad that I just don't care that much? Mm -hmm. Or is it an age thing? Have I just kind of grown to the point where I've learned to exist without 
my brother. And so while I obvi- I'm obviously optimistic and hopeful that at this stage in our lives, we can build a relationship, but if it never happened, I would have totally been okay with it. And it's not like there's hate and malice or animosity. It's just kind of out of sight, out of mind. If you don't have a relationship with somebody for over the years and you've learned to exist without them, it's kind of like, it's very awkward to me. And I asked my therapist, I said, I don't want to be like an asshole about it, but I genuinely don't care enough to like, if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to, it's not going to be like a hurtful thing. I've just literally learned to just be without that relationship. So that's coming. And like I said, I'm being a team player about it because, you know, it would be nice. But if it doesn't happen, I'm also cool with that too. So just trying to make sure that I'm doing my part in breaking certain curses, but at the same time, making sure I keep my mental health intact. And it reminded me of what Casey said also, like, she had to do what she had to do to protect herself. And that's kind of where I am now. It's like, do I even want to have certain conversations with family members? Is it that important? Like, you know, it's a really weird place to be. So those that, are that's what I get from what you're saying, too. Like, I don't think it's bad. Like, you're like, you're like you said, you're being a team player, but you're also protecting your peace and, and, and the family dynamic that you have, you know, and, and the the healing that's already transpired because there is a what if this disrupts some things right um so so i get that and you're just saying what's most important is my peace and my family being okay i get it 100 percent. yeah so i'm just you know i'm 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 anxious to see what's gonna happen and i kind of just anticipated being a i i hope i'm wrong but I see this being, you know, if years have gone by and you feel that there's a lot of things that have been unsaid, yeah, yeah. I imagine this is going to be a yeah. three against one deal. And, and that gives me anxiety. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that, but I'm going to do it. And honestly, I told my sister, if y'all see my end of the Zoom call go blank, don't call me back. Real talk. Just don't call me back. Because, I, you know, I, I have worked so hard to just be at peace with who's here, who's in my space, that, like, I love you because we family. I love you. I care for you. I'll do what I can, but from afar, because that's just what it's been. And it's the same way with my dad. Like, me and my dad have the same exact relationship. Like, it's funny because growing up, we were really close. And then as I became an adult... I just learned to to literally live without those relationships. And I've worked I've done the work to become at peace with that. You know? And I and I've also done the work because I realized that the non-existent those non-existent relationships play into how I date, the types of men that I attract, the types of men that I gravitate towards. And so I still have to constantly do the work from the men in my family. Mm non-existence in my dating life so it's like I gotta really be careful because like am I is it is it worth me going backwards and dealing with all that stuff that I have found peace with or do I need to continue to do the work that I've been doing to move forward so this first conversation is obviously going to determine how I go about doing it because I've just come too far y'all to like yeah Mm -mm. so y'all pray for me (laughs) 
We will. 1,000% understand you, though. 1,000%. And when you brought up that, you know, you and your dad was close, you know, when you were young and then now into the adult years, I feel like relationships with parents and children change. You know what I mean? As as the child, as child becomes an adult, because it's no longer adult child. We're all adults. You know what I mean? We have different opinions. We have different perspectives. We all have stuff that we're dealing with that life brought onto us. You know what I mean? And if that adult did not heal from their trauma previously, they almost don't know how to face the adult, have that, have those uncomfortable conversations with the child that's now an adult because they are doing the healing. I think we are breaking the generational cycle of us doing the healing, of us doing the work to protect our peace because for so long, black people suffered because they normalized everything that happened in their house, everything that happened around them. And that's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like things, my, my dad is still going through the trauma that he, that he dealt with at six years old, at seven, like he'll, he'll say things to me today. Like, can you believe this happened to me? Can you, can you imagine that having to do this, having to go through that? And so I know he's, he's still dealing with it, but he won't talk to nobody like professionally, you know what I'm saying? So I think my mom and me and my siblings are now his safe space to talk about it. But because me and my siblings, we, we, we <laughs> will go there. We'll have those uncomfortable conversations. You know what I'm saying? I, I go to therapy. I know my sister go to therapy. I don't know if my brother does, but we have those mental check-ins. We have those conversations. And so now that we are able to talk to our dad, like it's, it's uncomfortable for him. It's weird because he's never done it, but we know as this new generation that it is absolutely necessary to do so in order to heal that inner child. Because if you keep suppressing it, if you keep packing it away and not dealing with it, man, you're going to drive yourself crazy and trying to put things together in your head to make it make sense of why you were treated this way and why this happened to you that sometimes had absolutely nothing to do with you. You were just there. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it didn't happen because of you because of who you are you were there in a messed up situation and you were affected by it and no it's not okay but we got to heal from it you know what I mean yep for sure so um so yeah I wanted to talk to y'all about you know what we're doing as this new generation to break those cycles and for me I know with me and my family um like I said I'm having those uncomfortable conversations I'm going to therapy I'm the only (laughs) In my family, I'm the first person that I know that started, well, besides my sister, me and my sister, we started going to therapy around the same time. I had never heard of it before then. It was, all you need is God. Pray about it. Go to church. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, okay, I've been going to church. I've been praying. I need something else because that ain't, it's just, it's not enough. You know what I'm saying? It's not that I don't believe in God. It's not that I don't believe in prayer, but I need to talk this through with a professional to figure out how to cope with my anxiety, with my depression, how to have these uncomfortable conversations with the important people in my life so that we can heal so that we can continue to have a healthy relationship. You know what I mean? Or not have a relationship 
because there are some times when we are holding on <laughs> to particular relationships because we feel obligated mm-hmm. to, because we feel like we have to just because they're family. Mm-hmm. But no, if they're disrespectful, if they don't have positive energy towards you, if they are hating on you or they or jealousy, whatever it is, you don't need that around you, baby, period. Period. And I promise you this, if even like how Casey was like, I'm going to protect myself. Let me tell you something. There was times when I felt like my mom and, you know, my grandma and people, you know, older children, older adults, because I was a child, should have like went to back for me, like defended me when it came to my auntie saying some slick shit to me. I'm a child now. You know what I'm saying? But my aunt got so much to say about me. And I felt like nobody ever put her in her place good enough, for, at least in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, just saying, hey, you shouldn't talk to her. Nah. Because let me tell you something. If that was my child. <laughs> we was going to be throwing there some been blows. Some, there would have been some words. We was going to be throwing some blows. Or you was going to get kicked out of my house. Because sure. what is this? This is my house. And you disrespecting my child? No. I promise you. Right. I don't care that we grew up together. If you can't respect my, my new family, baby. Because <laughs> this is my family. If you can't respect my household, my family, you're not welcomed here. That's the kind of protection I needed because I'm still healing from from some of that stuff that I had to deal with. Like an aunt being jealous of you because you're doing all the right things, bruh. Right. What is that? What is that? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm trying to do what's best for me. I'm trying to follow my dreams. You know what I'm saying? I went to college and I got into a relationship. I found love. I'm married. I'm having kids now. You know, I didn't do things backwards. Like, you know, like they say, or I didn't, you know, drop out of college and, and ask my parents to just bail me out of everything. Like I'm trying to literally make a name of my own and you're mad. I don't get that. So for me, I'm not going to be around that. You know what I'm saying? Even if she ever came around the family again, like my parents, you know, if they ever welcomed her or whatever, I just, for me and mine, we won't be there. I'm sorry. (laughs) You got to do what you got to do. And at the end of the day, the crazy thing is she admires you and and she she admires you and she doesn't even know how to articulate that. That, That's the sad part. And, And it goes back to generations. Some people just, you know what they say, people are stuck in their ways. They're just stuck in habits, stuck in in attitudes, and they don't know how to crawl out of that. They don't know how to change. They don't, because they're not around people that are changing. They're not around anything or anyone that's going to force or provoke them to say, all right, let me do the work like she's doing the work so I can figure out why I'm jealous in the first place. That's the part. It's like, because that's what it is. She admires you. She just can't articulate it. And it's very unfortunate because some people go to their grave not being able to articulate how they really feel. And it comes off so negative. And it's, it's, it's just, it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad. It's weird because, like, so Kristen, sad. like, you doing the work by going to therapy. Like, fault, like, like, you know, like, you have graduated to a whole other level of understanding and vocabulary and tools and all of these things. And, like, people that have not, because if, if you found out about it when you and your sister started, you know, like, think about how many years have passed before you did that. So that's probably, I don't know how old your aunt is, but, you know, probably 60 years at least in between you know when you started she was born mm-hmm. right so like you're literally at a whole another mm-hmm. other place that she can't even fathom because mm-hmm. 
none of us could before we started therapy, right? Like PTSD and you're not in the military. What the hell is that? Oh, thank you for helping mm-hmm. me understand. You know, like yeah, yeah, that part, sis, mm-hmm. that part. And then people like your aunt mm-hmm. in that generation. Mm-hmm. I know that there, there's a fear of all the skeletons that will come out of the closet. That's really what I think it is Woo! with that generation. They are terrified of all of those skeletons Damn, that's gonna fall on out that closet. As soon as that closet door creak open, all them skeletons gonna fall out. That's what the that's Damn. the fear. That's the fear that that generation has and that is why they tell us oh you got the lord you don't need a therapist well the lord give you the holy spirit and he definitely put people on earth to help you become better he put them here the the lord the same the same god y'all talking about he placed people on on earth to help us become better because we can't be out here changing the world and we all messed up why you think he allowed that to be a profession? Why do you think people go to school? He did, he did that. It, it was so so you you telling me you telling me he can make all the things and do all these things, but he didn't make the therapist. He didn't p- p- position the, ther- the therapist on earth to help us become better to heal, so we can help heal the world and change the world. Come mm. on now, that don't make no sense. So there's a so fear. you take your ass to the doctor. And okay. Then, and the ophthalmologist, okay. come on Sunday now, morning. right? Okay. But why, why we can't right. talk about something? Right. But what is it really, sis? What so, is it really? So we not, we not, we not gonna do that. You ain't gonna pick and choose what profession you want to use, but the one that's gonna really change you, you shine it, you shine it, and then you want to look at us who go to therapy sideways. We are not fitting to do that. What we gonna do is just talk about the fear. If you're scared because the skeleton's gonna fall out, but all our ske- when we started therapy, what you think happened to us? It fell out, and they still falling out. Okay. So don't be okay. mad because Tiny. we cool with the skeleton. Because I don't know about y'all, but when the skeletons started falling out, honey, I felt like I lost twenty pounds. Of Some course. people are like, "How you losing so much weight?" Freedom. Hello. I ain't on no meal plan. And I mm. go to the gym every Since day. Since you better preach this Freedom. Sunday morning. Come on. I, I, I am free. I am free because. I am at the position in my life now where you will not disturb my peace. And even if you do, I got the tools and I know how to reel myself back to where I need to be. So the difference between me and you ain't the amount of skeletons falling out my closet. It's my ability to know that I got them just like you do. And I know how to do the work to to free myself of those things. So it's not our responsibility to um, make you go to therapy. You could pray all day, sis. I pray too. Me and the Lord like this. But honey, I tell him straight up, I'm going to therapy. I'll holler at you later, partner. So that's what it is. It's a fear. She admires you. And and this is for anybody listening. If if there are people, especially that older generation, like you could walk in a room, you could go to a community cookout and they'd be looking at you all crazy and you just be like shaking like I'm shaking my head like I wish I could bring a, a group of therapists out here to just start you know, it's, people be laying their hands on people. Come on, therapist. Like, Ayala Van nigga. I mean, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, like, it's just, you know, people are very, that's what it is. It's a fear. They're scared of them skeletons. But you, in order to get them skeletons and clean out that closet, you got you to gotta open the door first. And that's what people are afraid of. But that's why we're here to constantly remind people that freedom is available to all of us. Freedom in the mind, freedom in the spirit. Like, you, everybody can have it, but you got to be willing to do the work. Being jealous of the next person ain't the answer. 
I'm I'm done, y'all. I'm done because I'll go on. This is what happened when I missed a week. Now you. This is what I. This what happened when I missed a week. I'm telling you, we needed all of that. And you said something that was so good. Yes, people are afraid of their skeletons. Yes, but you also said they're afraid. They're afraid of change. That part right there. People are so stuck in their ways that they don't even open their mind to change. They don't even open their mind to finding that freedom, which blows my mind. So you're telling me you're okay with being miserable. You're telling me you're okay with waking up every day mad at the world because of your trauma that you won't heal from or because of jealousy that you see other people are changing around you, but you haven't decided to change for yourself. So now you're mad at them for changing now you're losing relationships around you because you're the only one that's not changing. That don't make sense to me. I think it goes all. back to environment too, um, Kristen. We didn't consider therapy until we got around friends that were going to therapy. And so we started mm-hmm. listening to, to, to transformations mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. who, who experience a transformation through therapy. Mm-hmm. It starts with your environment. And a lot of these people, your auntie, all of them, they still around the same people from 20 years ago who ain't changed. So they don't, their minds can't, your mind will never open until you expose yourself to something different. And that's the problem. It's like, they probably deep down want to change, but you can want all day. You can want change all day, but you want to literally have to change the places you go, the people you talk to, the things you listen to, the things you watch on TV. Literally, you have to do the work. Sometimes physically put yourself in different environments so your mind can expand and say, okay, I've been desiring this change. I've been desiring this. I want to get over this fear of these skeletons, but I can want, want, want. Let me go physically do the work now. That's the thing. It's like you got to change your environment first. You can want all day. That's so And it's hard, though, right? Because... For some of us, our, our environments not didn't change because we were so dope when we started out. Like college did it for some of us, sororities did it for others, right? Like our parents put us in debutantes. You know, like like we were we were privileged enough. I'm gonna use that word, right? We were privileged enough to be exposed to other people, right? But like if you're not a, like I'll use this example. People inbox me almost every day saying, "Oh my gosh, I would love to travel too." And they leave it right there, right? Because they ban like literally, right? Like, like you know, and I respond and say, buy a ticket. But like, but you know, and, and I'm sure like seeing me for a lot of these people was the first time they've seen something like that. Cause I, I went to Lower Regional High School, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so, so they happened to be in my vicinity because of the environment they were in. But until they saw it, you know, like they 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 won't believe me for another two years probably that they need to buy a ticket. Some of them are already started, right? But it's like it's not easy. I guess is my point, right? Like some of us are privi- have been privileged enough to be put in certain environments that give us exposure, right? Or around enough white folk that that was for me. <laughs> I ain't nobody that left the country till I went around these white folks, and it was like, yeah, we spent a summer in a summer in Italy, what? You know, like, and I'm answering the question, <laughs> right? And it took me a couple years. It took me three years before I bought my first plane ticket, right? So, uh, but it, it it always seemed too, 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 too hard, too, 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 too far away, right? And if and if your environment, including your family, right, including your pastor, <laughs> and all these folk, if they can't give you like proper tools and, and insight, shit, you don't know. Because when I left my husband, shit, the, the church was like, 
you in covenant and you know all these things like not one of them and, and the deepest things that they could offer was my husband was cheating on me too and i had to pray that spirit away and it took 10 years and i'm like i said i'm so sorry i said i hope i'm on speakerphone and he can hear me because i'm so nah. sorry he put you through that you know like they, they don't you know so now they're watching me and like damn i'm sure like damn you know it it's privileged though, right? I had I had money for a plane ticket. You know what I'm saying? Like my I know this part, I, I'm still remembering certain parts of the story that blacked out. My grandma told me to meet her in Atlanta. She was in Alabama. I was in Charlotte. We met halfway in Atlanta. She handed me five thousand dollars in cash so I could get away. That's privilege right there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So he couldn't trace it. So he couldn't get to the account, right? That, but that's mm. privilege, right? Um, so even the, you know, like I don't know. It's just it's just very 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 layered. But yeah, people are bound, and and it's hard as hell to crawl out sometimes. What would you say that is you so you so right like there are layers to it because like I got out because my dad gave me you know he bought my train ticket to New York and I had an aunt already that lived there so Mm -hmm. I didn't have to worry about room and board and shit like that so you're right there are layers to it but you know I'm curious to see like I mean I wonder like for the people who don't have that privilege like what what are some things they can start doing you know, like, what's the solution for the people that don't have the privilege? Like, that's a whole nother conversation, you know, because yeah. there's so many, like, we do the podcast and, you know, we, yeah. you can do mindset, but so far, in my opinion, like, oh. it's like, you could do mindset work all day, but like, what, you know, it's, it's, it's very intricate and it's interesting. And I think like, maybe that's the conversation we can have one day. Like, what are some, what are some solutions for people that don't have the privilege that we've had? Um, because I know how frustrating that can be to yeah, do the yeah. mindset part, but the physical still don't line up. Absolutely. You feel me? Like, I know that frustration. So yep. yeah. Shout out yep. to anybody that's dealing with that. Like, because I get it. Yeah. There's a frustration. You can listen to podcasts and read books and take courses and do all of the things and the mindset be there. But then the physical means don't ever line up. It seems like Say that. like that's a whole nother child. Say that. Mm-hmm. 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 We definitely need an episode for that. Cause that's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother conversation. And I feel like, yeah, we can say that for that. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm about to go into it now, but you're so right. Like it can be discouraging when you are trying. Like you said, you're trying to do the mind work. You listen to the podcast. You've you've meditated. You've gone to therapy. You've gone to church. But like you said, the physical is 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 not adding up. And you don't have the resources. That's what it is. You don't have the resources to pick up and move. Do what you need to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some people are stuck at, at toxic-ass yeah. jobs because they don't have the resources to go somewhere else. Some people are stuck Say in that. toxic relationships because they don't have the resources to go somewhere else. You know what I mean? And Casey, I've always applauded you for, yes, your grandmother met you to give you, you know, that money so that you could leave. Yes, you know, you had you had the privilege to do this and this, but... If it ain't come to to Casey making that decision, oh. first of all, to leave, none of that would have, you know what I'm saying? None of that would have happened. You made the decision. So I think, I really think that it comes to us making the decision and everything else falls into place. You know how they say like, like when, when you are ready 
And when the and when the universe tells you you are ready, things just start happening. It just starts coming to you out of nowhere. Even relationships, you know what I'm saying? Like I've prayed for relationships that would help me elevate and go to the next level in my business that I needed. And look what happened. You know what I'm saying? It, I, I did not have the resources at the time to start a podcast or to, you know, whatever it is. But I prayed for the things that came to me. You know what I'm saying? So I think sometimes it is literally a decision. And God, the universe, whatever you believe in, whatever you believe in, finds a way to make it happen for you. Yes, we need to do the mental work. Yes, we need to, you know, have that mindset. Yes, we need to heal. We need to go to therapy. We need to talk about those things. But at the end of the day, I think the ultimate thing is we have to make the decision to want and accept change, period. Yeah. And sure. I, I think it's, um, and now I have vocabulary as I can say it like this, right? I, I don't know that I would have known to describe it like this before. But I think it's community. And that's what the hardest thing is. Because when you say community, you're talking about being vulnerable. And you're talking about opening up the skeletons and not just the therapist, dog, but other people and telling them what you lack and telling them how you barely eating and telling them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, but that's what it is, right? Yeah. Like, even when I wrote the book, right, about what I went through, like, it's still stuff that was blacked out of my head that's coming to me now about how when I got off the plane, this white dude I was working for had called his homie and said, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, let her come work on your floor for me. And when I got to the floor, but I'm, I'm talking about I was so black out and thinking I had to do it in isolation that I didn't even see the community that showed up for me. Like, like I didn't I didn't have a wand and made stuff fall out of the sky. The community showed up for me, dog. When I went on that floor to, to, to work for this man that was still in Charlotte, the man in San Francisco walked up to me and said, my boss called me and he said, and this is my first time meeting him. He said, my boss called me and he said that he don't care what I have to do, but I better take care of you. He said he don't care what it costs, you know? And so he gave me a job and a promotion, right? So, like, wow. it's but, but ever since then, right? Wow. And, and these, these, are, these are people who have showed up that I didn't ask. I didn't ask for the help, right? I didn't ask my grandmother to meet me in Atlanta. And I'm so busy running that I don't even see the community showing up, right? I, I did think it was Casey being tough and, and built for tough, right? But now on the other side of that, of that thing, you know, where I intentionally seek out community, you know, when I even when I move from from Cape Town to here, some unexpected things came up that cost a whole lot of money. And I'm a I'm a bootstrapping founder, right? Um, but because I now understand like community and I you know some black holes are coming back, I, 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 I texted my Airbnb person to say, hey, can you give me a little extra time to, to pay you on this and then I move out and can you wave this? She said, yeah. Like, like she said, yeah, right? Like she said, yeah, right? Um, and over and over and over again, those things happen. So it's like, in hindsight, it's really hard, right? It took me years and years and years, years to ask for anything, right? But um, I think it's community because when you want to leave, right? I'll talk about abusive relationships too, right? And it, it all goes back to trauma and healing and all these things, right? Like like people people ask me a lot when I do um, kind of talks with my, about my book and say like, you know, like, you know, what would you like to say to people who want to leave too, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, nah, y'all, y'all got to start asking better questions. Like, stop asking her why she didn't, like, why she's still there. You know what I'm saying? Ask her why she can't leave. Like, the answer to that question will let you know what the hell you need to do. Like, ask her why she didn't leave. Is it child care? Is it she needs the train ticket money or the plane money? Right? You know what I'm saying? Is it because he knows where every single one of her family members and friends live? That was my story. And she can't hide nowhere because he going to pop up and did. Right? Like, yeah. But, <laughs> right, when the community starts, you know, knowing how they can help, I think it'll... 
pull a whole lot of people because a whole lot of people can sleep on some couches and they'll and they'll be on the other side sooner you know what i'm saying and and have some meals paid for and they'll be on the other side sooner or pay for some therapy sessions therapy for me costs 175 dollars a session that ain't cheap that's privilege that allows me to have that when i can afford it right but my parents have paid for therapy sessions when i couldn't right it's just i think it's community absolutely my grandmother was the was the one to she paid for like the first four sessions for me my grandmother a woman who did not believe in therapy. A woman who told me that all you need is God and to pray. I got to the point where I was like, Grandma, it's not enough. I need, I need help. And I did not have the resources. I couldn't. You know what I'm saying? Like like you said, it, it. thankfully now, and especially since the pandemic, they have you know, offered so much better resources around therapy and things like that. But before... <laughs> It was expensive as hell. You know what I mean? And so I'm still thankful. Like my grandma even asked me today. She's like, are you still going to your therapy sessions? I'm like, I sure am. (laughs) You know what I mean? Especially since having my baby and, and, you know, my whole life has changed. You know what I'm saying? Like I I need to constantly, you know, like you said, you go to doctors and you go to the dentist to get your checkups and things like that. Like I need a mental check in here and there, period. Whether it's weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever it is, I'm making sure that that is one thing of my life that I am taking control of, that I'm actually going to make sure I hold accountability for myself to do so that I know that I'm well, so that I know that I'm at peace or that I'm trying to get there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the thing, um, Kristen, is you you said decision. You said decision, Casey said community. And when we go back to, like, what are we doing to you know, move forward. I think those are, those are the ways we are doing it. We're making decisions to go to therapy and we're making decisions to be in community. So we stay sane and stay in the right headspace to break generational curses. Because the reality is the curses that we're trying to break, we got to be strong enough to break them. And so it starts with the decision to do the things that are not easy to do, privilege or not. We have to make a decision every day to ask for help, like Casey said, to ask for an extension, to do what we need to do to move and shape, to make things happen, because it's crazy how much family is watching us. They're watching. They watch every move we make. And in order for them to become free, we got to stay free. That's the, at the end of the day, that's what it is. In order for them to become free, we got to make sure we stay free. In order for us to stay free, we got to every day make the decision to do what we need to do for our mental health, for our wellness, for our businesses. Because when we have our mental right, when we go to therapy and we become free and we heal from all this trauma, they, those chains break. And when those chains break, then... Families start to realize their potential. They start to want to start the business. They start to want to, they get the nerve and the guts to leave the relationship that they've been in for 15 years. Like, it's up to us. We have to make the decision and we have to stay in these types of community so we can be strong enough to break these curses. That's how we moving things forward. That, and we do it every day. We do it every day, kicking and screaming too. <laughs> but we doing it. You feel me? For real. Wow, that was a whole word, Toddy. She said we got to stay Ooh. free, girl. Ooh. Stay free. We got to stay free, Come honey. Come on. Because we can't all be bound up together. 
How we gonna help each Say other? That. If if I'm in the chain with Say you, that. how I'm gonna get you out of it? Mm-hmm. If we all if we all in jail, who got the key? <laughs> who got the key, sis? Who got the key? If we all locked up, who got the key? How we getting out of here? We can't just look at each other and get out of here. And that's woo, I got chills. That that is the power of walking alone. Not that you have to stay alone, but even if you, that that's the power of leaving before your family ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the power because who got the key? I can't reach the key if all of us hanging back here. And that's a big part of a lot of people that be DMing me. It's like, but what about my family? Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't hate them, you know? Um, but you right. They watching regardless, bruh. They watching and seeing somebody do it. That's the key. Seeing somebody do it for the first time. Like for me, bruh, all Ever. I even see was a girl go to synagogue by herself and start. I don't, I don't know, Shawty. To this day, we ain't never DM. But all I needed to do was see it for the first time. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, bet. You know? Like, and it's the same. That's, for, that's true for our family. And, and their kids and their kids and their kids. That's real. Real talk, for real, for real. We got the keys, y'all. So as much as they frustrate the hell out of us, as as much as they, you know, you get frustrated because you like, get out of this. You want to shake them, but it's like the only thing we can do for them right. is to continue to be right. free and to continue to do the healing we need to do to stay free. Because I'm telling y'all, they watching like it's. You know what always blows me is when. I'm at family events or I talk to a family member and they're like, oh, I saw you was doing this, this, and that. They ain't like first post, ain't comment, no nothing. You're like, how you knew right. that? Well, I seen it on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm. Mm. But they be watching. They be they watching. Wa- Another thing that I want to talk about before we wrap this up of how we are breaking uh, generational cycles. So, Tati, you and I have a lot in common here of, like, not knowing our father's side of the family, um, not having a relationship with our with our grandmothers and, you know, stuff like that. It was so important to me, even while dating. I always had the mentality, mentality that if I am dating this person, I'm also dating their family. I needed to know that I would be loved just as I was one of their own. And not feeling like I was an outcast because that would have transpired into how they treat my child if we have children. Right. And so when I met my when I met my husband's family, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That was like the icing on top of the cake. Like they just man, they poured love like I never, ever, ever felt like an outcast with them ever. Like, girl, I can tell and, from uh, her comments. I'd be like, like they like me. Sometimes you get on. <laughs> Yes, yes. Sometimes we we get on my husband's nerves with it, but <laughs> but that was so important to me because I did not have that. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, I did not get love from my father's side of the family. My mother did not get love as you know their son, their brother, whatever new wife. Like this is a part of their family now. They show no love, and I did not want to grow up. Or have a marriage where I felt like we weren't supported by one side of the family. Like it's only my side of the family that likes us, that will support us, that will show love, that will show up for us. No. You know what I'm saying? So I realized, you know, 
talking you know, to my therapist, I realized that when I was dating, I was also dating the family. And people have mixed feelings about that because they was like, you know, I don't care if they don't like my husband or if they don't like that. But nah, nah. To me, it matters. Only because I saw what it feels like as a child. You know what I'm saying? Like it's deeper than it's deeper than just the two of y'all. Oh, if the family don't like, you know, your husband or your wife or whatever, but they're going to love your kids. Mm-mm. I just don't think it works like that. I think it can be fake love. I think it can, it can be surface love. But when it comes to showing up, when it comes to you ain't got no resources, what we going to do? I need that kind of love. I need to know if for whatever reason we got to call my mother-in-law and my father-in-law because whatever, they're going to show up. No question. And they're going to show up for my children. No question. I didn't have that growing up. And so I prayed that I received that as, you know, as a wife and as a mom, you know, because I, I had to see my mom, like, be so sad and broken. Like, why they don't love my baby? They love it. My grandmother got probably seven other grandkids, but it was her baby that she didn't want no relationship with. It was her baby that she couldn't pronounce her name right because she didn't want to. She didn't try. Let me tell you something. It is not hard to say Kristen, period. If it if it took you trials to record yourself or whatever, to sit there and go from Christian to Kristen, you could have did it if you wanted to. It wasn't important to you. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't important to you to call on the birthday, not the week before to say happy birthday or not the, you know, the week after. The, no, you don't do any of your other grandkids like that. Why are you doing me like that? You know what I'm saying? So it was very important for me to break that cycle and to make sure that my children feel love, so much love on both sides of the family. I don't want no favoritism, even even as a mom. And I know they say, you know, the children kind of lean towards the mom side of the family more just because that's who they're around mostly. But I don't want my child to feel like, oh, my mom's side of the family loves me more than my dad. I don't want that at all whatsoever because it ain't right. For sure. That's that's interesting. Um, And it makes sense, you know. For me, I've never ever, and I think I'm still this way, I've never cared whether I had a relationship with um, my partner's family because... I just wanted somebody who was strong enough to cape hard for me, right? Like being, I think for me to being disappointed with people being too afraid to stand up for me and stand up for themselves, you know, like I don't even trust, you know, I, I basically look at family on both sides or all sides because I have, you know, an extended family too. My daddy remarried and all these things. I look at them as humans and literally like one by one, I assess their care that I know who I'm rocking with and who I'm not. Um, and, there, and there's some foul players on each side, right? So... I, um, yeah, like, I always just watched the partner to see if, like, he was, he was, I guess, radical enough, because I'm pretty radical, you know, to, to stand up for me, or whether it was going to be me against all of them, you know, and it's interesting, though, because I, I remember when I was dating before, that, that was the longest relationship that I, I'd had, probably still to this day, and I remember, and I really didn't, I wasn't sensitive to it, but I remember his oldest sister coming in the house, she was like a mom's, and it was like, nine of them or something you know and she came in the house and i was sitting there uh on the couch and she didn't speak 
you know, and I felt that she didn't speak, you know, and I made it an intention not to speak because she didn't speak. You know, I'm, I was always just on guard for stuff like this, but she didn't say nothing. But legit, like six years later, maybe she mentioned it. And she the oldest, you know, she said, yeah, she said, you know, when I walk, I always thought you didn't like me. And I was like, why? And she was like, because when I came in the house, when I first met you, you didn't speak. And I was like, did you speak to me? And But it's literally how I think, right? Like, I literally, you know, <laughs> like, you know, she was like, but you're, you know, like, this is my brother. You come up, I was like, oh, yeah, but you didn't speak to me. So to me, your character was off. So, you know, but that's literally, you know, uh, and that, that doesn't make for a, it doesn't help a situation, right? Because it, that continue forever, right? Um, these who gonna blink first type things, and I would never blink first. But it's interesting because my childhood, uh, causes to be that way because there are people on all sides of my family that have cut off to this day because of them being, you know, and I, and I don't look for them to change. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna protect myself from you, you know, <laughs> like the people that rock with me, I rock with them, and I'm gonna I'm protect myself from the other people. Um, but in this situation right here, it's very similar. We're very similar in that we, anybody would think we're only children because of the way we operate, you know what I'm saying? We're very strong minded, we're very honest with our families. So it's funny, like both of us are just, we behave the same way around our families, you know? And like, so when certain things happen where like maybe I'm sick or I don't feel like going out around his family, whatever, like he can't hard. Like it ain't nothing. He's like, yeah, like she said, she got something else to do or don't, my baby in the bed back there, don't bother. You know, like he's very, and that's the same thing I would do for him, you know? <laughs> so I it's like, it. I it's love so it. funny, does he, a, does he have a brother? <laughs> Bro, he does. Love it. <laughs> he does. <laughs> That's teamwork, okay? It's so funny. Like, don't give a damn. Um, but yeah, I feel it. I feel it, Kristen. Like, it's a, it's, a, it's basically I what love we it. endure, and you know how we're trying to protect our, our babies, right? Our loved ones from the same in the future. And I know for me, it'll probably be gaps, right? I think about that a lot. You know, that's what I thought about when you asked the question, like, you know, how are we beginning anew? For me my new beginnings will probably cause other gaps that my baby gonna have to heal from, right? I realized that like, I was talking to my brother Jeremy the other day and he was saying how, you know, he really wants to be close to family. Like he wants his children to grow up with Kiki's, you know, daughter, right? Um, and that's how he grew up and that's important to him. And like him being in Seattle is tough because our family's on the East Coast. And I tell him how I struggle with that because quite honestly, I am so much happier away. Like I'm so, and, and, and even here, like I'm only in Africa and I'm so happy here and I, and I struggle with that, but I, I feel safe. And I meet people who truly, you know, are aligned and I feel super safe. And, um, but that may spill over to other things for my children, right? Like them being more isolated than, you know, they, they may think they want to be. So it's tough, right? It's, it's tough picking and choosing. For real. So what you just said, Casey, I feel like that's where I am now too. Going back to the situation with my brother, I just, I just rather not. Even when I think about like family events and things, I get a little anxiety before I go to cookouts. And if I know we all got to meet at my auntie's house for whatever, I'm just like, oh. it's a feeling of dread because you know your energy is getting ready to be pulled some way, shape or form. Yeah. So it's like now I have to carefully consider what I attend and when you talk about the gaps, I do think about that. It's like, dang, like Tyler gonna miss the opportunity to play with his little cousin, or he don't really know them well enough, so I need to go to more family functions. But then it's like, mm, do I real? Does it? Is it really that important? Because if I gotta reprogram him when we get back home 
from being around them, then is it worth it? And it's really not to me. And so to some, it may seem like I'm just standoffish and I don't want to be bothered. And like, we got a family function or a family event where we're all traveling for a celebration in May. And to be honest with y'all, I ain't bought the plane ticket yet because I'm just like, I know this is important, but, 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 but. So it's just, you know, it's like, I guess you got to take it case by case and decide, is this gap? worth it or do I just push through and participate but yeah like I don't know family gives me anxiety like hell but I guess that's normal in some degree Mm -hmm. but it's just I've just become so cool with being by myself absolutely you know me and my sister are like this and me and my mom are like this and I feel like in my in my mind that's my that's my world Right. Like if, if I had, I love my family. I love, I love them. But if it came down to just the three of us, I would have no complaints mm-hmm. because I have relationships right. with them. They've been the ones there all this time. And so it's like, shit, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> That's why I'm at with it, shucks. Okay. Okay. I don't blame you. And, and to go off of what you and Casey just said, Casey was talking about, you know, the gaps and, how you struggle with, you know, your brother wanting his children to grow up the way, you know, y'all did and have those relationships. I think it kind of goes back to like community, what we was talking about, because for me, it's kind of backwards with me. Like, so as I mentioned before, you know, I grew up in a home, like as an only child, right? I have an older sister and older brother, but they both live with their moms. So I didn't have that sibling kind of community growing up I had my first cousins I'm not gonna lie to you but they lived in Georgia so we didn't see each other like you know too many times but it was like we saw each other quite often because it was always an occasion for us like Easter Mother's Day Father's Day it was always something that we all came together for right but now as an adult and building this family with my dad and, and our, you know, my siblings and their children, I have, <laughs> they got nine nieces and nephews. Jesus, oh, <laughs> it's a lot of us, <laughs> but we're in all different parts of the States. So my brother, he's still in Texas. My sister, she's in North Carolina and, you know, I'm in South Carolina. So we still, we don't see each other like that. So it takes, you know, effort as far as like an, an intentional effort to do like family reunion so this year we are doing our first family reunion like as uh you know my dad and his and his kids and grandchildren kind of thing right so I think we decided that we're going to try to do it like every other year just because it's this big thing that we're trying to make sure everybody is in one house and everybody is you know so you can imagine how expensive it'll be. So we're trying to, you know, space it out to every other year, but we're making an intentional effort to come around like that so that that's the way that we build relationships. But hopefully, you know, if I have more kids or whatever, like that'll be our community, their siblings, which I didn't have. So I'm kind of like praying that, you know, Amani gets that. And for you, you know, while you're in Africa, like maybe you have more than one child. That's your community. That's your safe space. Even or even if it's just one child, that's still that's your community. I don't feel like we need to be forced to be around family members 
to get out of our safe space. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're safe in Africa, if you feel whole there, if you feel centered there and you found your love and, and you just, you have all these things that are working for your good. I would not, me personally, I just would not sacrifice that peace. I wouldn't sacrifice that freedom just for somebody, you know, that's real. But that's, that's your freedom. You know what I'm saying? And I hope someone else listening, it encourages them, encourages them as well. Like maybe they're in the same situation, like, you know, far away from family. They want me around, but I really love it here. I really love it here. Like I'm in a good space. I'm safe here. I'm in my most creative zone here. Like I can do all these things. I don't feel any chains on me, but my family needs me to come home. Nah, sis. <laughs> Protect your peace. Stay free. Like Tati said, and create your own community. That is the way we are breaking generational curses, generational cycles right there. Like so many women have stayed or moved back home because they felt obligated to be around their family, like their family needed them. Mm-hmm. And now years later, they're like, dang, I could have did this. Or I could have been here. You know what I'm saying? Or I could have done, you know, I could have seen the world more, whatever it is. Like, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live like, dang, I could have did this or what if, or nah, mm-hmm. I'm chasing my freedom and I'm going to stay free by any means necessary. You know what I'm saying? So, I commend you, Casey. I, like, you've been talking about how you're going to make these trips back and forth six months here, six months. Girl, <laughs> bye. If it takes, if you come home. It might be like that, <laughs> And bro. after two weeks, yeah. you like, okay, I need to go yeah. back. Go back, sis. We love you. You know what I'm saying? And we get it. The people who get it, get it. The people who get it, get it and will understand. Because Tati said it, anxiety is real, right? Like, I think that's the word. It's the vocabulary word. Like, I'm already feeling anxiety, you know? And it's not really worth it, you know? It's it's not. It's, it's not worth it. And the reality is, the moments that you do want with your family and your brother, they'll come. And they'll come in a, in a place that won't make you anxious. I feel like anxious anxiety is is good and bad, you know. Anxiety protects us from some things. But we have to be aware of what that is. It goes back to knowing your triggers, right? Like this you just you already anticipating the time right there tells you that that's too long. So you come, get you a little bit of home, and you go back to home is only where you're f- truly free. And the thing is, we are the new normal. Like, all the stuff that we're unlearning. Like, home is not the house that you grew up in all your life. Who said you had to stay there? Home, home is where you're free. And whoever and whatever mm. needs to be existent in your life will meet you at your home, wherever that is. So anxiety protects us sometimes. And, and some, it sometimes it's, it's mm. forewarning us that, look, I know that's, that's what you so thought, good. but you might want to reconsider. And so, like, don't, don't, don't let home put them chains back on you either. Like, if home is where you're at now, then that's where you need to be. And whoever and whatever is supposed to be in your life, mm. Casey, they'll find you and meet you just where home is for you. That's what we all have to take away from this moment is that anxiety ain't all bad. It's, mm. it's just you got to you got you got to know you well enough to know the negative and the positive of it. And 
that's all a part of our journeys and like just learn continuing to learn ourselves and like growing is 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 man like family is important right god put family here for a reason but family cannot be the thing that keeps us bound we have to redefine what family is and stop being held to like Casey said like i i take people at at face value per you a person and and that's why maybe it doesn't bother me so much when I miss events or like I had I was talking to a family member a couple of months ago and he asked me about a particular family member that we practically grew up together with like close close. And when he asked me about the person, I was like, oh, I haven't talked to her or seen her in like like six months. And we live in the same city. And he looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, why are you looking at me like that? And he was like, don't she live right up the street? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, why y'all don't, I said, we just, we don't have that kind of relationship. And he was like, but y'all cousins. So, and no, no, we not doing that. So my whole point here is we are the new normal and that's the bottom line. We love family. Family is beautiful, but family is only family for me right now. Defi- me define redefining family are uh, people who really truly got me people who I don't have to feel anxious when I go around them people who I don't want to send them the voicemail all the time people who Say I can lean on and, and, and um, I'm not talking about just blood y'all my family like and I'm and that's where the peace comes from to not feel bad when I don't want to be around my actual family or like I don't want to have some yep. conversation. I don't have to because my community and my family, I've redefined what that is. So it don't got to be blood for me no more. Say that. Say that, sis. That's a word. Mm. Mm. I think we need to leave it right there because you since you've been preaching today. <laughs> First of all, how she miss a week? And then come go, back, let me go hide girl. This come on, Toddy. Oh Lord, come on, Toddy. You got Casey oh, crying. You got me though. throwing I, stuff at you. I've been waiting you. to talk to girl. y'all, man, because and it's you crazy how these church. conversations just we flow because, you. like, it's no accident that we be going through this stuff and then we be having the conversations that, like, it it just it's it's, it's no accident. Like, it really truly is not in. It's just a really beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I really hated that I missed last episode, but y'all held it down. I was I I listened to it like twice, and I was just like, I I can't believe we got the nerve to go there, but we going there. <laughs> yeah, girl, so, yeah. we went there, didn't we? <laughs> we went there, but I mean, it's that was healing. That was freedom to go there, right? And and not feel like we couldn't. Not feel like we, you know, there's some things we just can't. We can't talk about. Nah, we are breaking those barriers. We are going there because there's so many of us. There's so many black women struggling with the same things that they don't even know how to articulate. They don't even know how to process it and sometimes feel like they're alone. Like, no, sis, you are absolutely not alone. If you need, if you need help, we here. If you need to be poured into, we are here. You know what I'm saying? If you need to cry it out, sis, cry it out. Take all the time you need. It's freedom. That's what we hear. It's freedom. It's a freedom. It's a community. That's what it's all Mm. about. That's what it's all about. Anybody Mm. that's listening, like, this is not a, 
this is not your typical podcast. Like it just isn't like, I mean, we have, we, and this is how we are moving things forward, man. Like it's important to talk about these things because at the end of the day, none of us are secluded to going through one particular thing. Like it may look a little bit different, but we all struggling like with something and like the things that you might think in your mind are odd or you you feel weird because you feel that way nine times out of ten somebody else feel the same way you do you're not the only one that don't desire to be around your your blood family you're not the only one Mm -hmm. that is truly comfortable Mm -hmm. with creating a new family rather be your friends the people you met at work like that that mental block Mm -hmm. is what's just Mm -hmm. keeping so many of us just in a bubble and it's just it's up to us to just keep trying to have these conversations and being as honest as we can be and for the record that was better close but i just gotta say you know even the affirmations that you've given today toddy was was therapeutic because you know it um if i be honest you know like if i be honest um a, a large part of the reason why I wanted to do six months here where I'm free and happy and whole and six months there is because, like, I feel such a responsibility to my family, you know? Like, like my mom's side of the family, like, my mom was murdered, you know? So, like, they, they like, I know they need to see me to feel okay, you know? Like, like I know, you know, like, they, they need to, like, see the piece of her that's left, you know? And, I'm just tired, you know, like, I'm just, if I be honest, I'm just, I'm just so tired, you know, like, I just want to, I I want to be okay, you know, I want to, you know, I want to be over here, you know, and, but, but I know, you know, like, a big part of my existence, you know, is, is them trying to find closure <laughs> that they still haven't found, you know, in, in, in 31 years. Um, so what you said was so cathartic. It was so cleansing because I can just say I'm tired, you know, and, and I can just say, I'm sorry, but maybe y'all gonna have to come in my space, <laughs> you know, and move out and move out of the shadows, you know, I've crawled to, to find some, some sunlight outside of the shadows. Like, Y'all gonna have to come over here, you know, not all the time, but I can't, you know, so it's helpful, like, you know, I, I was, like, for a year, maybe, over a year, like, I haven't been answering the phone, I mean, I do sometimes, but a lot of times, for my Uncle Reggie, my mom's brother, and like, her death broke him, like, she was, like, a mom to him, you know, and, like, my dad, my, my fiance, I always say, like, wow, it's just, like, it's just draining for me, you know, because it's, like, always, like, every conversation reassuring him that, like, I will come back and, like, you know, like, like, I won't be over here too long, like, having to apologize, <laughs> you know, for this, but I get it, like, it scares him that he's losing something a second time, and a lot of them, my grandma, his mom told me, like, when you're in Africa or out of the country, like, don't tell me, and, and because I've been here for, you know, 14 months, I haven't talked to her in 14 months because I'm not in the States, you know, I know, you know, but it's like, you know, like I'm tired, you know, <laughs> like, so thank you. Um, just saying it aloud and, and processing it, it's so helpful. Um, super, super helpful. I feel 
freer than I did coming on this. And I feel pretty free, you know, but I feel even freer. So uh, thank you both, for real, for real. Thank you, Seth. And Casey, Casey, I wanted to say you, you don't have to carry that at all. Like you say, you're you're tired because you feel such a responsibility. Like you're not your mom. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you literally can't carry that load. That's heavy, sis. That's heavy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think they have to watch and see, like you said, like Tati said, they watching us. They watching us. Even if it's, even if your grandmother cannot handle conversations with you one-on-one conversations with you because you are in Africa even if your uncle you know can't handle seeing you they're still watching and to see that you are free will free them period no matter how painful it is with them at at first no matter how uncomfortable it is but I really want you to focus on you know just finding and staying in your freedom and not feeling I know it's I, I know it is so much harder to do than than to say you know what I'm saying like but I really pray you are able to release that burden that you are able to release that heavy load of feeling such a responsibility because you've been feeling like that forever I know all these accolades you got all all these things like in school in high school all these awards all these things you were Girl, you had a a good ass job right after college. I I felt like you, because of what happened to your family, because of what happened to your mom, you felt like you had to do all these things to show your family that, you know what I mean, like that you are okay and that you're you're surviving. You know what I'm saying? But this is the time, Casey, where you get to focus on you. This is a time where you don't have to you know, go after so many of these awards that they're not saying, I'm not telling you to stop because baby, get all the (laughs) flowers you deserve. But the purpose behind it is different. It's for you. It is for your freedom. It's not to show the family, you know, X, Y, and Z. It's not to reassure them that things will be okay or whatever. Like you got to focus on you and this family that you are building now with your fiance. You know what I'm saying? Like that enough, girl, Bask in that. Bask because you deserve. Casey, I think the major chain of bondage in your family, I think, is in your hands right now. Let me tell you, let me tell you how you're gonna break it. You're gonna break it by staying where you at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because they got to be forced out of their comfort. You already did the work, sis. You coming back here. For six months, for hell, for three months. Coming here to visit for a week or so, that's cute. That's cool. But to come here any longer than that, <laughs> you all you're going to be doing is, no, you staying where you are in your happy space, in your healthy space, that's, that's going to break some chains. But you got to fight through this feeling of obligation because you aren't. And coming back here, that ain't the answer. As you were talking, I meant to share this with y'all in the group chat. Precious Bivings. I don't know if y'all have heard of her. She kind of went ghost for a while. And last week, I stumbled upon, um, she's got a YouTube series called Becoming Precious Somewhere in Bali. So pretty much, she packed up, went to Bali, 
and she's doing a whole series on the work that she has has done spiritually, mentally, living out in another country. Please, just go watch it. I have been binging. I think it's like three episodes on YouTube, and then she does like a live afterwards um, on Facebook to discuss. I think that might be a little bit extra healing for you. But, sis, that obligation to family, it's up to you to continue to show them a new normal. As long as you continue to promise them to to meet them in their comfort zone, they're never going to break out of that. Mm -hmm. And so I just pray that you find peace within your spirit about that because that is something that's easier said than done, obviously. It's family, right? (laughs) But I just pray that you find peace about standing your ground in that regard because you are only as good to them as you are to yourself and by coming back here that ain't where you you're not you flourish where you are and that's what they need to see and and I feel like they need to experience a part of where you are so you by you staying there and, ma- and making them say if I want to see Casey bad enough I'm, I'm gonna get me I'm gonna get on that plane and I'm gonna go see sis then that's what they're gonna have to do And I think the ones that do it, those are the ones that need to be in your space. And the ones that don't, you just have to find peace and loving them from afar. But I love you, sis. And I feel you. And you're going to get through this. And I can't wait to see when you, you know, let that out. That obligation is a a bitch. I know that obligation. Like, I I felt that for so many years um, with one of my parents. Like, just feeling like I owed them or like I I had to be the one to show up and to make things happen. And... And when I finally, like, realized that that wasn't healthy and, like, if, if I stay here, then that's not going to help nobody. Then, you know, it's, it's freeing, but it takes time. It, it does not happen overnight. It takes time and just constant prayer for peace that the decision you make making, you will be able to sit with and really, truly feel good about it. So, anyway. Cause that, I just thank y'all. Ooh. I just thank y'all. Cause I'm not scared. None of this shit I'm doing, I ain't scared of it at all. You know, it's just you know, trying to keep them comfortable. But um, but yeah, this is good. I appreciate y'all as always. Love and light. This is amazing. Yes, it was. We love you, sis. We love you so much. Well, let's wrap this. Whew, this one up is. Ah, this might be the this longest good one for the soul today. Ever. I think it is, sis. I think it, <laughs> I think it is, but it was so needed, man. This was, man. And then you missed a week, so you know. Yeah, we had to make up. You had to come time. back, and we had to make up. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So this was amazing, as always. I appreciate you both. Um, I love you both, and I'm gonna read one uh, one review that we received. Um, shout out to our listeners. This one is from Keish. She says, "Whew." These last two episodes, these are the conversations that black women need to hear. It lets us know that we are not alone in our feelings or our journeys. And that is so perfect for today's conversation. No, you are not alone, sis. You are not alone in your feelings and your journey. We are here when we are all going through so many similar things, so many similar things. And I hope that these conversations will continue to help us find freedom and stay in that freedom because we deserve i love y'all and if there's nothing else i guess we will see y'all next time bye bye hey <laughs>